Ladies and gentlemen, Gavin White and Nathaniel Knight Percivals, welcome to Worldie. Welcome to a very uh, slightly delayed uh, episode 37 of the Worldly Podcast with me, as always, Mr. Andy Roberts. Hello there. Uh, we're running out of rhymes. I uh, mean, that's yep. that's the first thing to, to think about. Yeah, but a good mention for Nathaniel Knight Percival. Well, he gets absolutely. he gets few references Short on the... shrift that yeah, lad really. Um, I'm wondering next season that's that might be the homework. Is just building up a nice repertoire of rhyming names. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea actually. We can do that. something that. to do on the summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well. We last did a podcast on the 17th of March. Yes. Uh, and at that point, we were in the position where in League Two, there was about three points between sort of like 12th place and 21st. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all kind of resolved itself Well, yes. in the meantime. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's still up until there's two games to go for most teams. Um, and I think it's Gillingham still in 12th. Uh, so even even they can still go down. So the team up in 12th can still get relegated. So, Absolutely So it's still mad. totally mental. One one quite good thing, though, is that... Uh, we'll come on to this, but yes. Oxford United are not one of them. And that is Indeed. fucking delightful. Well, I, I wish I'd clipped up had the time to clip up all the shit of you moaning about how you're definitely <laughs> going to get relegated oh and actually yeah, on that point i i, yes. I now owe you, you one do. pie and um, i, I think we, we put it pie. out to twitter didn't we we did, did we put it out to twitter so um i i i made a short list basically right. things that i think i can competently make <laughs> um and twitter has decreed that uh you shall be baked an apple pie oh baby so for for, for the end of the season yeah. one apple pie will get be it. coming your way can i make any stipulations about the pie or do i just get it as i get it you're gonna get it as you get it i mean <laughs> okay. you can make requests if you all want. i was gonna say was i'm not sure it's I not would... having carl robinson's face on if that's what you mean <laughs> That would be amazing. Um, Actually, looks a bit like a pie. So he does, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got a, he's got the intellectual capacity of a pie. Also, <laughs> um, so let's before we get onto that and and some other things uh, from League One. I've just returned from the Mad Stand. It's our penultimate home game of the season. Yep. Uh, we produced an absolutely brilliant performance, I must say, in a very good atmosphere in a in a well packed stadium for once, and mm. all is good again. And we drew nil nil. Was very good performance at home to West Brom one of the top teams in the league. Yes, they've secured the playoffs now. They secured they? playoffs yep. and we 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 secured our, our our safety in the championship. Not mathematically. Not mathematically, uh but we yes, we we will be in the championship. No, so when you <laughs> lose your remaining two games 5-0 and 6-0 yeah. and, and uh, Rotherham, Rotherham win by a goal to nil of each of their goal yes. games, then uh you okay. will go down. Right. Um, okay. Now, are we are you going to get on another pie situation <laughs> with this one? <laughs> no. Because I don't think Ladbrokes would help you out with those odds, no, my friend. No, no, you know that's no, Rotherham are doomed, aren't they? And we are Poor staff, old Rotherham. Start from our friend from Jono, um, uh, who's got an affiliation with Rotherham, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he came out with a little stat that they've not won a single game by more than a goal this season. Which is I mean, they've only poor. won about th- they've only <laughs> yeah. won about seven, yeah, I think, well, all enough. season. <laughs> they've won eight, and all of, of those Christ. by the odd goal. So, oh well. So yeah, so it looks like 
Unless something crazy happens with Millwall, that's the really only hope yes. that Rotherham have got. Yeah. Um, Rotherham will be going down along with Bolton and uh, Ipswich, of course, uh, and Reading will survive, which I think is fair and vindicates the whole stuff that we were talking about maybe three or four months yeah. ago with the board taking risks yeah. in a terrible season. Sacking the manager. It's worked out. Sack the board, yeah. sack the manager, start again with enough time to survive. And we've done it. But in in the last few games where we've played teams like Norwich and Preston and West Bromwich Albion and Brentford, all really decent teams in the league, we've looked easily on par, if not better than those teams. So I would I'm really excited for next season now, given that assuming that, that Gomez stays, and I'm sure he will after yeah, the yeah, effort yeah. that he's done this year, it could be a very exciting year and we could start to see something a little bit special happen with the team, which is very cool. Give, I mean, give, given the amount of ridiculous turnover of playing staff that he he brought in in a very yeah. short space of time, managing managing to kind of like limp a thrown together team like mm. that over the line, I think is a... Because, I mean, that's no mean feat, you no. know? I mean, that, that was a, there was a big risk and a big big gamble in making that kind of a clear out. Um, Absolutely. And for, him, for him to getting a, a team... Over the line, I think is is it was is something very like positive. thirteen outs yeah. and six ins. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that, so that is positive. So I think yeah, if it, give him a full a full transfer window, yeah, uh, and a full season, yeah, I think it's, it's a good position to be in. He's either he's either an extremely astute bloke who's done a shitload of homework, or there's other people involved in the club that know about these players because the players we brought in alone have been bloody brilliant. Yeah, they've been really really yeah. exceptionally good, and I was very surprised to be honest because when some of the names that were coming up, like I'd, I'd heard vaguely about the young lad Azaria from from Liverpool, and I just thought he was a kind of fancy Dan, not gonna, you know, not gonna put a stint in type of player, and Baker who had swanned around and not really got anywhere. And you, I thought, who are these like misfits that they're bringing in? Yeah, but to a man, they've been bloody brilliant, and that core of players. I mean, Martinez in goal, Miazga at the back, Baker and Azaria in midfield, and Oliveira have arguably been our you know, key players in this period. And it's also given the chance for some other players to shine. Um, We'll do a wrap-up maybe right at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Special mensch to my boy Andy Yadom, who is just quietly... Well, I mean, the most important player at the club. Well, I mean, I mean, that, and then quietly is the word because that's the yeah. first I think I've first time I've yeah. really heard his name. So. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been playing right back. I think he may have even played every minute of every game this season. Yeah. And honestly, he's, he's a real, real class player. Fair play. Uh, so, little shout out to the boy Yadon back there. And so, yeah, that's it. So, the season has kind of strangely wrapped up in that month that we've been that we've been. Well, I've been away, so we haven't yeah. been able to record. Um, but in that month, it's all kind of wrapped it up. And now the last couple of games will be a bit of a should be a little bit of a celebration yeah, well, yeah take, it's nice to have the pressure off yeah and i mean we've had the pressure off now for about a good, a good few weeks well you had those four um, wins in a row didn't you which kind of did it yeah um yeah. and and so we yeah we've had the pressure off for a while and it's it's been it's been it's interesting because it's it's been simultaneously great to not be going into every game fraught with fucking terror yes um at the same time wasn't even that interested in today's game, to be honest with you. And yeah, that's part of the problem is that we've obviously got absolutely zero to play for. One of the good, I mean, we'll get onto this in a bit more, bit more detail later, but um, one of the good things is we've got half an opportunity to run a couple of youngsters out now. Yes. Because we've, got, yeah, we've yeah. got that kind of breathing room. Um, so Gavin White banged a hat-trick yes, today. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, um, despite, of course... Did he? Oh, I wish he'd just gone into the corner flag and waved his yeah, willy around I, yeah. for a celeb. He, he, no mention of that on um, that would have been on, great on, on social media. <laughs> I imagine if 
ha- that had happened. We'd know about it by now. Yeah, you'd have um, so. But yeah, so yeah, great for him. Uh, funny enough, Carl Robinson in the week was um, giving it giving it a big how. Oh, he's such a poor lamb. He's, he's got a broken body. He's got a broken body. He said he's got a broken body. Basically, and he, I mean, basically, he's doing the same fucking bullshit he was doing earlier in the season and trying to get Gavin White out of international duty. Oh, okay. um, I mean, to, and to be fair, White has you know it's his first season of professional football, full yeah. time yeah, professional yeah. football. So you know it is going to be a, a, a toll on his body. But at the same time, you know this is a massive opportunity. These are these are the the, the things that will shape his future career and it certainly is international career. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, they, they, you know, Northern Ireland is not a shambolic international setup. They're a proper fucking setup. They've yeah. got yeah, absolutely yeah. excellent manager. I mean, arguably, they're doing. in a better position than the Republic at the moment. Who yeah, are struggling yeah. big time. And they and they'll look after him, right? They're not they're yeah. not going to they're not going to knacker him out. I I mean, I, to be fair, I pre I appreciate that Carl Robinson's trying to look after his assets. Yes, but at the same time, he also has to be thinking as what you were saying earlier in the season. He also has to be thinking about the heads of his players, and Gavin mm-hmm. White will want to be going out there and playing international yeah, football yeah, no doubt totally. about it yeah. so, so that's it but anyway that's, that, that's you know that's a little moan aside but yeah so hat trick that result leaves a, so four out of five wins for Oxford and leaves them 11th yeah I mean well I mean and plus plus whatever went before those first those five I mean I think yeah. it's like I think it's like I think what six and eight now six wins and two draws in the last eight matches i think it is so it's it's me, ridiculous well yeah let me let me ask you let me ask you a question on yeah. that then how annoyed are you how annoyed i'm fucking delighted mate i'm absolutely well, delighted how annoyed are you that your man is now going to be is now like like trump waltzing <laughs> into a second four-year term. Carl, Carl Robinson is, is going to be there for the next season at least. Carl right? Robinson was going to be there for the next season, no matter what happened this season. I, 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 even I, in relegation? Even in relegation, he would have stayed. Because, because Tiger has this steely kind of, this is a long-term plan, this is a... And, and, and we've, we've spoken about this earlier in the season. I think there's a degree of... I think there's a degree of... Um, you know, there's there's... A kind of a degree of admiration in terms of his kind of this is how we're doing it. We're doing things the right way. They are a slow process. It is a slow build. It's not going well at the moment, but that's because we're making lots of big changes. And after a while, it will slowly mm. kind of and that's and that was basically like his big thing. Now, at, at one point earlier in the season, that was threatening relegation which i think would have been too difficult to to recover from mm. um we've we've avoided that so you know arguably so far so good in terms of that kind of grand sure. project for me he's missing a couple of key things though maybe maybe you agree or not but he his his transfer policy and his 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 way of bringing players in and out of the club doesn't seem to be very good in in order to build a workable squad for, are you talking, for, are you talk, for 46 games. Are you talking about the, the, the chairman? Are you talking about the... The, uh, the club as a whole. The club as a whole. Saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and that, I, needs, to be, that yeah. needs to be resolved. And and, and, and actually, funny enough, um, that was going to kind of... I will talk about the good stuff that's happened from yes. a footballing perspective in a minute. Um, and that is my biggest concern. And it's my biggest concern about... A, Carl Robinson, and B, the chairman. Mm. Um, but before I get on to that, because I do want to talk about the positive stuff. So okay, I will, all right. I will do the positive stuff. and Because we'll also talk about kind of the summer and next season, probably yes, in the next episode, yes. when, when the yeah, se- season's point. finished. Yeah. Um, but how the hell have we got to this position? Now, um, 
a little bit of a, a, a rare thing mm-hmm. from me. Um, some credit to Carl Robinson oh, here. Hello, I haven't got um, the bell. From the yeah, <laughs> but um, it's kind of credit with a, a bit of, of a caveat. Okay, in that he made a what I think was a really big gamble, um, and he he got about, he got away with it by the skin of his teeth. But by getting away with it. That has put us onto this run, yes, and okay, has ended yeah. us in us winning six games in the last eight and yeah. undefeated in eight games. So, so it was a, it was a big gamble, but it paid off spectacularly well. Mm-hmm. So you have to give credit sure. for that gamble. Now that that gamble, I think, is 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 as simple as, and we we spoke about this after the Bradford game. Um, he made a decision for a handful of games to put Ahmed Kashi. And Cameron Brannigan mm. is the two screening players in front of the Catanazio. Um, yes, and, <laughs> um, and and it was I was critical because that was the formation that had been fucking disastrous at the start of the season. Um, but and I said the biggest problem, and you know, I'm fairly sure I said this on an episode recently. The biggest problem is is that we is that's far that's too defensive because we we one of our biggest problems is scoring goals and we're yeah. not scoring goals, and so. Um, the gamble paid off in that we suddenly became extremely tight at the back. We, yeah. I mean, that, I think it was also partly thanks to um, a peak in form from from Curtis Nelson, who's looking for a new contracts, probably elsewhere, no, definitely elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rob Dickey, who's actually had yes. a really good run in towards the end yeah. of the season. So, um, but I also think part of that is the because they've had that protection of two players in front of them. Um, so I think that kind of defensive setup made us extremely kind of tight at the back and we just stopped conceding goals which is yeah. fucking massive really really important um but as i said it was in the bradford game it also meant we weren't scoring or creating very many chances whatsoever mm. and we got away with it by the skin of our teeth in that bradford game absolute skin of our teeth and you can listen to our last episode yeah, we yeah, went, yeah, to, yeah, went yeah. through it in detail yeah. um we subsequently in the next couple of games um didn't concede a goal and won by the odd goal. And the Coventry mm. away game, it was a scrappy, pretty lucky goal. Um, and then there's the game which is currently escaping my memory. I'm going to actually have to look on my little app because. Um, <laughs> I mean, which the game problem uh, was this Bradford, Coventry. Oh, it was Wickham as well. Oh, and yes. we won that by um, with a 96th minute mm. winner. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, it's we we were scraping victories right yeah. and and i think we scraped those victories um and that that was the slice of luck to a to a degree we got those victories while yeah. we were playing a very defensive game yeah. but those victories three of them on the trot was enough to kickstart the confidence of our yes. side yeah, yeah. that is that has led to this big long run and 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 on top of that and i've and i've and i've mentioned this previously in the season um Carl Robinson's teams, when they're playing at their best, are extremely hardworking. They make life really difficult for the opposition um, and they go out and earn the right to win football matches. And that's what we've had in abundance over the last what a good games. Um, <laughs> twat. Um, but um, and, and, but so we've, and, and, that's, and that's what we've had. And, and, and part of that has come, I, I believe, from the confidence and I also partly from the... From, the release of pressure mm. because we we put that gap between ourselves yes. and the drop zone yeah, yeah. and that yeah. release of pressure and a bit, a bit more freedom, freedom yeah. and stuff like that. So all of those things all happened at exactly the right time. Yeah. So Carl Robinson took a very big gamble because I don't think if we if we if we'd lost that Bradford game, which we were mm-hmm. six inches away from doing, 
because um, they missed an opportunity yes, yeah, right yeah. at the end yeah. um, before we scored our winner. If we'd lost that game, I don't think we would have then gone on and beaten Coventry. And and I, I honestly, mm. and this is a, this is open for debate. I know yeah, that, yeah, sure. but I genuinely think we would probably still be in relegation danger. So there are those moments, aren't there, that define a absolutely. season? Absolutely, and that's why football. I said yeah. having this conversation with somebody on Twitter. That's why football's so brilliant. Yeah. And that's what's so yeah. great about football. Tiny little margins. You can look back, can't you? I mean, you're going to look back at that Bradford City game. We're going to look back at the the, the last minute winner at Ipswich and yeah. you look back at those moments you think it wasn't like like today we ground out a great result but today wasn't the reason that we're no. staying up it was games like that yeah. and coming back from 2-1 down against Wigan like those are the moments and you need yeah. those to go in your favour and you can feel as well like in the moment you feel those things go yes. in your favour and you think it's coming to us I like s- these results are coming to us now I said it to people immediately after the Bradford game and I said it on this podcast in the last episode yeah. I said that victory in the, the manner that that yes. victory happened in with all the chaos with the ref being weird and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff seeing he was going to undo you know disallow our goal after all the celebration all of that stuff it you suddenly united everybody yeah, together yeah, yeah, and I said yeah. right at the time I said this, this felt, that felt like a defining moment it felt like that it's exactly what we needed was something just to turn things yeah, around a little come bit. Come in our favour, yeah. Yeah. So um so I think there was a there's there's a slice of luck in the fact where we've ended up where we are, but I think we earn as if I say yeah. we as, as, as the football the, the manager and the, the players went yeah. out and earned that slice of luck. Nice. So um so yeah, so I, I genuinely think a, real, a wonderful end to the season. Mm. Um, like the, the 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 form speaks for itself. It's, I think it's your second best ridiculous. form team in the in the league. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, if only the season was you know however many months." <laughs> on. I I I do genuinely think the fact that we right at the end of the season the pressure was off for us mm. has act, actually contributed to that form so yeah. I don't think you can take it in isolation like that and say it would be sure but it is but it is a marked difference like there's yeah yeah, the, yeah. there's clearly a confidence thing that, that's going on there our our form right now is as good as our as our form at the start of the season was, was bad, bad. Yeah. yeah because it was fucking dreadful yeah um so one, that's one that's f- why it's so hard as well in yeah. in, in the football league where you've got to play 46 games yeah. Yeah. it's so hard to be consistent for that length of time i mean even now look at leeds who yeah. who were far and away the best team in the league? They're falling away now. They're yeah. getting themselves in a bit of a, a pickle. If you look at Peterborough in, in League One, I mean, do you remember Peterborough the Flying. start that they started yeah, yeah, on, yeah. right? And we we yeah. would like we'd picked up one point from the first six games or something. And they'd won all of their first six games. Yeah. If somebody said to us that, that we with two games to go, we'd be five points behind, That's seven right, points yeah. behind them, or whatever yeah. it is. I mean, um, there's a risk now they won't even make the playoffs, which is yeah. And I, crazy. I actually think today I, I could be wrong, but I think today was the day they dropped out of the playoffs yeah. as well. After that incredible incredible start to the season their 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 really poor form is 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 put paid to them it i think is, it was, it was last massive. week wasn't it doncaster did lose today so yeah okay. they have still got a hope but, but yeah I've, crazy so luton sitting pretty at the top of the table and portsmouth on absolute blinder of a run yeah they Do are you reckon anything will ever happen at portsmouth that will enable them to build a new stadium to replace that absolute shit i joe i quite like fratton park <laughs> I, I quite like Fratton Pie. It's just, it's just. It's, yeah, I mean, it is. It's crap. It's awful. But, but, it's a, but it's old school. It's like a proper football ground. It is. But ground. I remember going there once to an away game, and basically having to run across a car park after we left for fear of being beaten up. Well, yeah, but that's that's not the stadium's <laughs> fault. That's just that's just seafaring folk. <laughs> Pirates. Yeah, unbelievable. That's my lasting memory of uh, yeah. of Portsmouth. The, the pot. No, they're not the posh. Peterborough the posh. Peterborough the posh. Why are Peterborough the posh? I don't know. 
Well, there we go. Uh, yeah, they get a little bit of football <laughs> fact for you. I have no idea. No football uh, fact for uh, you. One thing I did want to quickly talk about yes, actually was the um, was was the Charlton game as well. Okay. Because at the very start of the Charlton game, this is me. You know, just I just wanted to say it because it's me eating a bit of humble pie. Yeah. At start of that game because one of the other things that was a contributing factor to our big run of excellent results is we were playing a lot of shit teams. Yes, that does happen. Um, and and I remember sitting down. Um, we were trying out some new seats in the North Stand. Nice. Before okay, we buy our season tickets for next season, it's fifty quid cheaper. Um, and um, so we were to, and it, it was a, it was a really entertaining game of football, really really dramatic game of football, nice. fucking wonderful game it was. Yeah. Um, and and at the start of the game, um, they were dicking us, like in like in you know they, they had so much quality, mm. and we looked at it, and I just went, you know, I said. That maybe this is why we've done so well. We've just been playing poor teams, yeah, and actually possibly. now we've come up against a good side. We've suddenly found wanting, um, and you could tell their front three were just, just, just so much better in t- in terms of attacking force than than, than we right. were. Um, and I said, you know, there we go. Look, that's 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 the writing on the wall. There, we, you know, we found our level, and it's not as good as those. Sure. Um, but but absolutely not. Like. Honestly, the, the the team dug in. Um, they faced adversity. They faced uh, a penalty, an early going to a goal down against an early penalty. Goalkeeper sending off, sent off for handling the ball outside yeah. the penalty area. All of these things, um, and yet, honestly, like a such a such a hard working, positive, really kind of gutsy performance to turn nice. it around. And by the end of it. Charlton didn't didn't have a clue. Honest, yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. we and we turned round and we played a, a you know a, a promotion chasing team effectively into the dirt. Yeah. Not I mean not that we were walking all over them, but just that we were we yeah. they they did not have a response. And to that's our what game you want to see, isn't it? After yeah. you've after you're, you've when you find yourself at the bottom of the table, there's the assumption that you're a worse team than yeah. everybody above you, and that's why it's so satisfying when we've gone through the same thing now, where we played Preston the other day, who are a top of the table team, and we beat them, and we played yeah. way better than them, and we were a better team than them. Yeah. And then today we did the same against West Brom. We could have easily won that game yeah. today, and and there was no disparity of quality between the teams, and I think that's the worst thing is when you turn up to a game and you are just not at the game yeah. you know your team yeah. just doesn't turn up and we had a lot of that earlier in the season on both sides of yeah. the table and that's what's hard to take so I don't care as long as you see that kind of fight from the side you're going to win the games you're going to lose games but when you're you know minute after minute the worst team that yeah. is hard that's um, hard well, quick, quick shout as well, just because of the yeah. um, uh, the Reading connection. Um, but Jamie Mackey has been instrumental in an oh, awful yeah. lot of work. So he came on for, for Ahmed Kashio, I think. Maybe he got sent off today and he got a yellow card and actually gave away possession loads against Charlton. Or <laughs> well, he won't play for the end of the season then if he got a red no, today. No, no. Yeah. Um, and that might be the last time we see him. Right. Who knows? Yeah. But um, he... Um, but anyway, he went off and Jamie Mackey came on. And this is at the point when we were we were winning and we were like, fucking hell, we've taken off a defensive midfielder and put on the attacker. <laughs> but it was the right corner. It was an excellent substitution to make because um, it was the shithousing of yes. Jamie Mackey. Yeah, he's good at that. And and honestly, like, he he has just... just it. I mean, he got there, one of their guys sent off, which, which was a very innocuous foul. Straight oh, really? red. Straight red. And it didn't even look like that Mackie had... It's just something about <laughs> the way he manages to get himself yeah. fouled that, that just, just convinces Red. Some players Honestly, the guy, that. he's a fucking magician. Yeah, I That's remember... Do you remember, you remember Paul Dickoff 
Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Same deal. Yeah, absolutely. He had the ability yeah. to get fouls from anything yeah. and make himself look like the victim in all cases. Brilliant. I mean, I, I wasn't, obviously, I wasn't at the Shrewsbury game because it's only just finished, but um, the, I was listening on the radio in like, right at the end, he was like in injury time, he was six minutes of injury time. Like the, the commentary, Radio Oxford commentary team were basically saying, like, you know, he's, he's pushing his luck. He's gonna. He's he basically gonna push it until he gets booked. He yeah. he will. He's going. He's going to get a yellow card. He's gonna shit house for as much as he possibly can until <laughs> yes. he gets and the yellow card. And then he's gonna play some football. And that's yeah, <laughs> because, because then that would probably be enough. Like you know that yeah. that that'll have delayed things along enough. So he knew he was getting a yellow card. Nice. I'm gonna do whatever I can to get a yellow card. And I imagine that, that will... Shrewsbury are too nice a team to deal with that because knowing that Dave Edwards, another ex Reading player, went there, he's very nice. So I imagine <laughs> yeah. that. And that's his hometown team as well, so I imagine they're all quite nice. Yeah, um, so Sam Smith. Nice. Sam Smith on the bench didn't come on. Oh really? Okay. Uh, yeah, but he. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. That'll be it for him, then, I guess. Yeah, it's in, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. Like they. Um, is it? it uh, the, the bottom end of the of League One is yeah. fascinating. Absolutely yeah. fascinating. Wimbledon were on an absolute. They've got a game in hand. They're still in the bottom four, but um, they were on an absolute charge until they they decided to stick their head in front of our fucking juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we took it clean I, off. I would like Wimbledon to survive, to be honest. I've got a bit of a soft spot um, for AFC Wimbledon. Do you know what? I used to, don't anymore. Bunch of fucking <laughs> bastards. <laughs> what, honestly. Why, why have you got it in for them? I fucking, honestly, it's one of the most horrible football teams to watch. Like, oh, they, okay. uh, just like they've got, um, oh Christ, what's his name? Um, Dacio Gelaja. No. He's the only one I know. No, uh, he's one of the ex-crazy gang, stupid name. Can't remember his name. Uh, not not on the plane stuff. No, no, his manager. Um, uh, Vinnie Jones. No, <laughs> I'd heard about that. No. Um, anyway, he's got such a stupid name. It's like Billy Wallop or something. <laughs> Sorry, is there, it's not, I've lost it. Okay, but let's call him Billy, Billy Wallop. Wallop yeah. Is their manager? Um, yeah. And they just play old kind of old school oh, crazy gang okay, Wimbledon right. shit housey kind of like mm. football. It's horrible. They just chuck themselves on the ground all over the place. They're looking for fouls. They're fouling. Yes. They're just oh, shit. I, 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 they're just shit. those kind of teams really annoy. And we've had a few of them this year. I mean, the one that annoys me the most, I suppose in the championship is Middlesbrough because they are a team with resource and with like shitloads of fans and with money and everything yeah. and they play the worst most awful brand of fucking Tony Pulis bullshit yeah. football and it's hard to watch yeah. and they fuck they're terrible and but they but they get results those teams they get results and that's how Pulis has managed to get in a decent job every year for the last however many bloody years and it'd be so depressing watching that oh week my god week imagine out, that it? Um, it was Wally Downs not Billy oh Mark. Wally Downs Wally Downs was uh, he was also involved with the Reading uh, staff at one point was he and he was involved with what I believe to be the fastest issued red card of all time Brilliant. now it wasn't from kickoff it was a substitute and uh, <laughs> I remember that. yeah do you remember yeah um and it was that guy uh he ex um uh, ex newcastle player i've forgotten the name he's a nasty little fucker and he um he came on i want to say Kitson, that's not right. Um, he came on off the bench and there'd been a bit of a ruckus with a few players on the touchline. It was by the dugout. And he just ran on and he just punched a fella. He literally got <laughs> subbed on, ran on and punched a fella and got sent off within about 10 seconds. And then on his way off the pitch, got into another fight with Wally Downs, I think. Brilliant. And they all got sent off. But nobody knew what was happening. I was at that game. It was carnage. Excellent. Yeah, it was brilliant. 
Uh, right, where are we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're taking a tour of the weird and wonderful of the football league. Um, Paul Kitson? Dave Kitson. No, Dave Kitson is the ginger bastard. Yeah. No. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. Talking about, no, that's that I was about to go off on a really weird tangent. Shall I do it? Do it. Okay. Talking about it doesn't matter. I was reminded the other day of a song by The Rock. Dwayne the Rock Johnson called yep. It Doesn't Matter. Yes, I remember, do, yeah. Do you remember yeah, that? I now, do, yeah. There's another thing that I have often had and it was highlighted for the me. The acting career did better for him than the it music really did. career. Yeah, did the music it? career kind of started and finished with yeah. that song. Um Wyclef Jean, obviously. <laughs> yes. Right. So It Doesn't Matter by Wyclef John featuring The Rock yeah. and another fellow who we've seen even less of, whose name I can't even remember. Right. Um I've got a bit of football Tourette's involving that song. Okay. And this was highlighted by uh, Skinner and Badil, who once did a thing on fantasy football about football Tourette's, yeah. where you see a player and you have to sing yeah. a thing or do yeah. a thing, right? You yeah. have to. So I've got that with one matter. So every time I see one <laughs> matter, I have to go, it doesn't matter. Right. And it's such a weird reference now that I think only about three people in the world get it. Um, yeah, no, I remember it. But there so, you go. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't think I've watched one matter in a football match for a really long time. No, it, it actually doesn't. It now. doesn't come up very often. No. I assume he plays for Man United. Does he? Fuck no. I wouldn't know. I know the only reason I think he plays no. at Man United is because he's like. Uh, <laughs> he seems to, although he clearly hates Jose Mourinho, he seems to just end up at teams where Jose yeah, Mourinho is, <laughs> and then oh. he must he must get that phone because like, oh we we're hiring in Jose Mourinho. He's like oh. <laughs> I'm gonna sit on the bench for the next six months. Yeah, poor old little but yeah, man. He, he seems like a really nice lad as well. That yes, he is. Matter. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he is a top bloke, isn't I think he? His he's dad like... was a professional footballer, and he was also. he was the one that was doing did that thing where he set up the thing for all footballers to donate one percent of their oh yeah that's right wages yeah. to something yeah. or another. Yeah. Um, and then if you actually looked at the number of people who signed up for that, it's all it's all female footballers and, and oh really and, and lower league footballers and fucking hardly any of the what big a bunch shots. of bastards. Is We've signed up to it. Yeah, absolutely. Right, but there we screw go. Screw them. Uh, let's take a little trip uh, down to uh, the National League. Oh, okay. Just to have a look at some of the teams that are going to be potentially coming up into yeah, the Football League okay. next season. And <clears throat> the, the big one is Leighton Orient, obviously, who yeah. have done a fine job um, of getting up there to the top of the league. But Salford City, now that's the one that's owned by the Man United yeah. lads, right? They are also on a uh, tear. Yeah, just just very quickly on Leighton Orient, mm. um, just to um, make myself enormously unpopular with Oxygenite supporters. I've done quite a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, is that why you're moving stands? You've become a pariah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, I walked into the north stand and like, like saw like five people I knew, and I'm, like, oh, oh, no, I'm gonna have shit. to talk to these people now. Um, <laughs> you're not helping yourself. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Mm. But yeah, Leighton Orient relegated us from the football league. Oh. Um, uh, they uh, they they got promoted uh, in the year, the season that we went down from the football league out into non-league. They yes. got promoted from Division Three out to Division Two in the final game of the season. Gotcha. Um, I don't know if you can really hold that against them. No, no, I don't at all. Um, but um, uh, a load of Oxford fans do hold it against them, particularly because obviously they they they. 
um, ran onto the pitch. They, right. they okay. you know, can't oh, they got promoted. That. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, but were, apparently there were a bunch of Leighton Orient fans kind of like mocking the Oxford fans who've just right. been relegated. Um, which, if that was the case, yeah. yeah I mean, that's not yeah, on. That, that's not on. But I can guarantee, I can guarantee <laughs> you, I, I could probably even tell you who it what would be. Let's not that get our, into that. That our, the, the, a bunch of our fans, not many of them, but a bunch of our fans would have done exactly the same thing, yeah. right? That's just football, isn't it? it? Is. There, there yeah, are yeah, dickheads yeah. who support all football yeah, clubs. Yeah, absolutely. But, but absolutely. even though that was like 15 years ago sure. now or whatever it is, people still hold a grudge against Leighton Orient, which is mad, absolutely yeah. mad. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I was I was, I was was really sad to see that they basically nearly went out of business. Mm. Um, uh, even more so because Barry Hearn was partly to blame and the guy's a fucking wanker. Yes, true. Um, and um, yeah, and so I mean, from my perspective, and again, not making myself particularly popular with Oxford fans, I'm I'm quite pleased that they're coming back up. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, interesting. I, I but yeah, saying, fuck Salford. Yeah, mention the Salford thing. There was a very weird. So just to recap, what happened there? So Skulls had to had to sell his share because yeah. he was about to become manager of Oldham, mm-hmm. and there was a chance that the two teams could play in the same league, and yeah. therefore it breaks FA rules, right? So he sells his thing in Salford, which is obviously like a big part of his life, because they were committing time and money yeah. to that project. So he quits that, having been in it for and many... The, and he was one of the driving exactly, forces Exactly, yeah, for many well, years. Yeah. He quits that, takes the job at Oldham, was there for about a week, yeah. and then quit, quits. and now he's out of Salford as well. I mean... It was, a very, Skullsy. it was a very strange situation. He was, he was never very good at the old decision-making. No. Paul Skulls. <laughs> no. Shall I go for this tackle or not? Fuck it, gunner. <laughs> and that's basically what he did. He dived in both-footed into Oldham. Oldham Athletic. And came out the other side with a red card, didn't he? Shocking um, behaviour from Skullsy. But yeah, so we might see Leighton, we might see Salford, we might see Solihull Moors you know making what? their way up into So a couple of points on though, both those things. One, um, yeah. Salford would be... Did, um, Fucking rubbish! Um, if they uh, made made it up, just because because the fucking press was just bang on I about know, them all the time, yeah. and it's been, it was really frustrating, like watching them do well in the FA Cup in recent years. Yeah, because they'll they'll do they'll like say they'll beat a team. They'll they'll have been like when they were Conference North and they were playing against a team in the Conference or League Two. They were saying like, yeah. they said, "Oh, good honour these 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 plucky little underdogs." No, no, these not plucky little underdogs. <laughs> yeah, they've got a small ground, but they've got multi 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 exactly, fucking. Yeah. Millionaires pumping shitloads of money yes. into them. Yeah. I'm and not going to see. They beat Barnet one nil. Yeah. You know, okay, exactly. Great. I'm not going to see that as some kind of plucky underdog tale. That's you can bullshit. guarantee as Absolute well. Absolute bullshit. If they come into the football league, they'll get some like celebrity ex-player manager as well, won't they? Yeah. It'll be like it'll be a whole Paul Skulls. Paul Ince. Imagine that. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so so it's some interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, Solly Holmes as well. Um, our former chairman Daryl Eels is chairman uh, of Solly Holmes yeah, yeah. as well. So that's a, a little interesting story. A as friend well. of the pod, uh, Matty Fern, will be looking after Wrexham, his uh, home club, ah, is that hometown right? club. Oh, he'll be, looking, he'll be looking at this. Um, in in League Two. Lincoln City, they they've been doing very well for some yeah, time. I mean, they look like uh, they are up. They've got the champion. The, the they've title got the championship yet. today. I, I don't even think today. I think they got it earlier in the week. So they've got that under control. Berry Mansfield, and then you've got into the playoffs. MK Dons, well, FGR, Tranmere, Nexter. But I mean, Berry's an interesting story because they've been facing up winding up petitions. I mean, mm. you know, not that you know all about you know all about them. Yeah, but they've been facing up winding up petitions. They've had they've got some some financial mismanagement bullshit going on there as right. well, which is prevalent in football. Yeah. Days. 
Um, and so, yeah, so there we go. So that kind of rounds up what's going on in the football league. What we will do is, uh, when it's all done and dusted, we'll have another pod where we review the season in whole. Uh, we'll pick out some of our favourite players and performances and stuff from the season and look ahead to the next, before the pod transforms back to its international roots for the yeah. Nations League in the summer. Uh, but to round off today... Oh, just before you do, yeah. just on, on, on the international note, mm-hmm. um, I went to Wembley for England versus oh, yeah, Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah, nice. Five nil in the end, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an absolute carnival of football, yeah. wasn't I it? I had a really good time, really enjoyed it. Do you um, remember when Czech Republic were good though? Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. Well we said beforehand, we said I, you know, I said to my girlfriend, I said, like, yeah, because she bought me the tickets. And I said, I'm yeah. glad you got these because these are because <laughs> it'll, be it'll be yeah, more more so than all of the other the qualifiers. Moldova it'll be a competitive whatever, game. Yeah. I said it'd be really boring if we go there and dick the slot by five goals. Um turns out it wasn't. No it wasn't boring at all. It's Loved great. every minute, it was wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was brilliant, yeah. It was a lovely old, lovely old game. So hopefully more of that in the summer. Yeah. Before we finish today, I just want to bring up a couple of points that have been, that we talked about throughout the year. Yeah. But stuff keeps happening. That okay. keeps inflaming my anger, basically. Right. Um, number one, okay. straight after today, is, is referees again. Okay. They are... In the Championship, and I'm assuming this, is, this is flows they're, down the league and becomes worse. Yes fucking terrible <laughs> like it's ex- almost exclusively fucking terrible there's not a game that goes by where the ref doesn't have a negative influence on the match and that is very fucking frustrating yeah. today we had a referee that number one made a lot of bad decisions mm-hmm. and not just decisions against my team but just in general decisions that were incorrect right right he gives a throw in the wrong way when it when it is he gives a corner when it should be a goal kick and so on and so on he did it routinely throughout the match but he also made the fundamental mistake of not taken control of the game yeah so there were ter- there were a couple of terrible tackles early on that deserved bookings and he didn't give them and he let the play go yeah and then he got into a position where he was letting tackles go because he's like i can't really give that as a foul now yeah. because i've opened this yeah. up to the level that if i give that as a foul i've got to give that one i previously gave as nothing as a yellow yeah so then he, we got into this thing where there were no fouls there were no stoppages in play sounds brilliant <laughs> yeah it was like, it was like <laughs> fouler's football you know for a while and then eventually he he just kind of he can't keep up with the game anymore so he yeah. has to blow his whistle he stops the game and he gives a, a yellow card for something that isn't really yeah and if you took each one of those incidents and i really hope that the referees do this but if they look back after the game all the individual incidences the inconsistency is absolutely as- yeah. astonishing Absolutely um, astonishing. It's interesting because um, consistency of refs is something that Jerome Sale always goes on about on, on Radio Oxford. You know, it, it, it's a reasonable point. It's it's one of his drums that he likes yeah, to yeah. beat. But it's it's when you have, um, you know, he's booked somebody for that tackle, and that's fine. But we had an identical tackle yep. to that two minutes ago, and he didn't even give a free kick. Yes. So yeah. you know, or he gave a free kick but decided it wasn't worthy of a yellow card, and just making yeah. sure you're consistent. Um, it's interesting because I've, I've got a few points to make on this. Um, one, I, I mean, I've been in the conference, right? If you think the referees are bad in the <laughs> in the championship, I watched. I watched what was it? Four seasons of football in the conference, like yeah. basically home and away every game. The f- standard of refereeing was. Bad. Yeah. I mean, worse than the standard of football. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so 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 you've got to take that into consideration. Sure, sure. Um, the the um, the thing that frustrates me, and, and this is and bearing in mind, we watched 
that Bradford game where yeah. the referee lost oh, yeah, lost his control, mind. Yeah, yeah. Lost it, did no idea what he was doing. He wandered off and spoke to all his like his lines went, What am I supposed to do here? I don't know what to do. Anybody else go go <laughs> and ask some of the fans, see what they reckon I should do. Yeah, exactly. So you know, so I've seen some really, really bad refereeing performances. And something really pissed me off today with Carl Robinson. Jesus Christ, your team has just won six of the last eight games or whatever the stat mm. is. The first thing he says in the post-match interview is to complain about the referee Ugh. after we've just fucking won. Like, he, like That's oh, another thing he needs oh, to just improve. I unplugged my headphones. Oh, bloody hell, you got so excited. Yeah, I did. Um, he needs to improve his, his fucking post-match. The, well, the guy's useless. Yeah, he's not. He's, I mean, the, get another man the, the thing is, Just he, get, get another folk to do the... Well, don't let Sean Derry do it, because it no. would be X-rated. Yeah, the trouble is, the trouble <laughs> is, is that, I mean, in, it doesn't matter whether, how, whether our results are good, bad, or indifferent. He's always going to be a dickhead. Yeah, that's true. Um, that is true. Sorry, we've got anyway, back on to Carl Robinson. So yeah, referees. Um, yeah, so referees. Um, yeah. And so it, it frustrates me that that it is the it's always the talking point. It really frustrates me that it's always the talking point. Now, part of that is because if referees were making better decisions, they wouldn't be the, the talking point. But also, what the fuck is the answer? Mm. What I mean, cause, because. Because at the moment we have created in football, as football fans, as as you know, football pundits and players and managers, we have created an environment which is fucking inhospitable and yeah. fu- caustic for referees. Yes. It is a job that nobody wants to do to the point where they basically don't have enough people to referee games at grassroots yeah, sure. level because yeah. because the same behaviours and attitudes towards referees are played out down at that kind of level. Yeah. And people refereeing kids' games are getting shit thrown yes. at them yeah, and punched and stuff. Yeah. And and we had situations like Jose Mourinho in that game against Barcelona oh, yeah, yeah. where he, it was Anders Frisk, one of the best yeah. referees that we had and also great fun to watch with all his arm yes. movements. Yeah, yeah. Um, he quit refereeing because Jose Mourinho made up some bullshit yeah. about him going in like yeah. buddying up with Barcelona at half time. Yeah. So he ha- got didn't death, happen. didn't happen. Yeah. Anders Frisk gets death threats, quits refereeing. Yeah. And like, and we have to, we have to get a situation. And I was talking about this on our little WhatsApp chat about mm. VAR, right? The reason we're in this situation now, everything is looked at a hundred different fucking camera angles is because some reason we've become obsessed as, as supporters of football in refereeing decisions we we have they have cameras that are set up specifically on the offside line so they can analyze offside decisions yeah it's especially annoying for me because in my seat when sky come into town (laughs) that camera gets in my fucking way (laughs) right but that's an aside um and and it is, I reckon, at least 50% of post-match analysis on Sky Sports or on yeah. BBC when it's in the World Cup or whatever is on refereeing decisions. They could very easily decide, do you know what? Let's not mention the referee's decisions whatsoever. We go, ah, oh, the rest decide to give handball there. It's going to be a free kick. Yes. Or it's going to be a penalty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You show one replay, move on, forget about it, and they just just talk about the football. They could The, the TV coverage mm. and the radio coverage could suddenly decide not to talk about it, and that would then change the environment, and over time, it would yeah. change people's attitudes towards referees. I think it would also so, open up the, the opportunity for them to spend more time analysing football, yes. analysing the actual yes. play. Which makes because it more interesting. Do you notice that any time you do watch a game on telly and you actually get a pundit that talks about shapes and yeah. movement and passing, yeah. you're like, 
oh, that was genuinely interesting. Yeah. Like, I actually learned something there about how these players are moving around. You're like, why isn't that all of the, why yeah. isn't that all of the analysis? But you're right, like, at least 50% of that is is based on, is, is looking at decisions. And it's always the first thing they go to straight after a break or whatever. Yeah. Whenever they come back to the pundits, oh, what about that penalty? And and it's it's often the, the media guys that are pushing the pundits to talk yeah, about it. Like, it is. What about that penalty decision? Yeah. What about that offside? And, and that's because, because controversy gets people watching, it gets people engaged on social media it gets people tuning yeah. into their thing because people are angry and they're frustrated and rah rah that stuff drives engagement with it so 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 they so broadcasters love it they yes. absolutely love it um but at the same time it is also fucking frustrating when you're watching a football game the That's referee true. hasn't got a handle on but one of the problems is that we because nobody wants to be a referee anymore, people who are potentially good referees are put yeah. off from being referees yeah. because we've created this environment which is which is not hospitable towards referees. And as a result, we are we are to blame, mm. and I include myself in this, we are to yeah. blame for the standard of refereeing in, yeah. in our game. And we are fucked without them. The yes. game does yeah, yeah. not exist there without them. There needs to be a fundamental uh, change in the way that players... Yeah. And therefore, fans and managers yeah. react to, yeah. to referees. And I don't know why the FA haven't, or the FA, or any FA, or, or, or FIFA, or UEFA, or whoever, haven't taken measures to, to do that. I remember, two, uh, maybe it's it probably actually five seasons ago or something now, um, the, I don't know if it was the FA or FIFA, brought in a rule about captains were able yeah. to speak to, to referees yeah. only. Yeah. So if your team wanted to go and speak to a ref, and this was a result of the kind of Man United, Chelsea mobbing the referee. Yeah. That was yeah. really what caused that. And that was because those clubs were doing it on purpose. It was a, it was a strategy. Yeah. And they were actively going out and doing it, so the FA felt they had to come and stop it. And that did work to an extent, and you do see less incidents of that mobbing of the referee now. In fact, you very rarely see a big group of players going into a referee. Uh, and that's for the better. But if you're able to do that, why not go another step, you know, and say yeah. no no language, you know, no bad language towards the referee, no questioning the referee's decisions at all. I will book you if you do. Exactly, yeah. You can, you can, you can shout in frustration. You can swear yeah, in yeah. frustration, right? But you can't tell me I've got yeah. the decision wrong. I mean, I, my I, decision is my decision, that's it. I caught a bit of match of the day a few weeks ago and, and, and a player went and wagged his finger in the referee's face. If I was that referee, I'd... Book him. Well, do you remember well, when when fuck Gaza up my face, mate? When Gaza picked up that yellow card and gave it back to the ref in yeah. a comedy fashion, yeah. the ref booked him. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> getting all their priorities wrong, aren't they? Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Right. Anyway, that's enough of that nonsense. Yeah. Refs, eh? I know. Crikey. Well, there's one to think about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, let's leave it there. And it, it's 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 a good day, I think, for yeah. Reading and Oxford fans today. We can sit pretty and enjoy the rest of the season which is what we shall do we certainly will do so uh we'll come back uh as soon as we can i can't promise you dates people no it's, it's a crazy world i don't know what's happen, gonna happen. happen but follow us at worldly pod on twitter we'll try and keep that going get us on spotify and itunes and rate us go to itunes and rate us why yeah, not five stars five stars whack the five stars on it do it and we'll catch you the very next time on worldy Fucking eight refs, though. <laughs>